Here we go. Wow, we don't have this guest on live with us as the travel budget doesn't allow for it. It's still my absolute privilege to have the current ITA Central Region Assistant Coach of the Year on with us tonight. She currently coaches at my alma mater, so if I sound a little biased tonight, you're probably right. Please welcome to the podcast, University of Kansas, Assistant Coach Caroline Lilly. Caroline, how are you? Thanks for spending some time. I know um, it's been quite a whirlwind near the end of the uh, season. Have you been able to, to catch your breath a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I got to spend a week with family, get outdoors a little bit. Uh, came down with a little bit of a flu, but I'm doing better now. So excited to get back to work. Got it. So as you know, I, I've had Coach Chapman on this podcast before. I had him on this past September, and he was great. So no pressure, but he set a high bar. And uh, you ready? You ready to match this or even surpass it? Exactly. So what we usually do with our guests, we kind of um, want our listeners to get to know our guests obviously a little bit better and learn about their journey through tennis. Um, But before we do that, I just want to kind of do a quick snapshot of this past year. So your team had a great season, made the NCAA's third year in a row. Um, You had several big wins. At one point, you had the number one player in the country um, before she got injured. Again, dealing with adversity, as you have, uh, unfortunately, the previous few years as well. But you still persevered, and you did get to the NCAA tournament. And this time, you know, the third time was the charm. You uh, beat Denver in an unbelievable match. We're going to talk more in detail about that match later in the podcast. Um, And then you played Pepperdine in a very spirited battle, won the doubles point um, before falling. But overall, a a really, really solid year. uh, Any quick thoughts on it before we get started? Absolutely. So if you don't mind, can you kind of walk us through your journey in tennis, how you got started, um, some maybe highlights in your junior career and, and how you got recruited and then eventually walking through, you know, your transition into the coaching ranks? So he got it. So he has a court in your backyard after you play, not while you yeah. were growing up. Oh my God! Well, what is this? He, he does this clay court in Reno, Nevada. After he moves to Portland, after <laughs> he finished playing, I'm coach now, and he's like, "Yeah, this is your country court." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> this is ridiculous." Right. So. Of course, that's how it works. Yeah. Right. Bad timing. Right, Dad. <laughs> Um, so obviously you had a you had a, a good a really really good career in Georgia Tech. Um, went into the coaching ranks. Talk to us a little bit about what made you decide to go into coaching. Did you take any time off after um, you were done playing collegiately, or was this something that um, you felt you were pretty hooked on right away? Yeah, when I was finished, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go back to coaching. I'm going to go back to 
continue to play. I don't know if I want to coach. I don't know if I want tennis to be a part of my past. But just wanted to go somewhere where I could really focus on other people, not focus on myself, just really give and live maybe uncomfortably. We didn't have electricity, no hot water, no uh, none, of the, none of the things that I grew up with. So it definitely was a great learning experience. So when I came back, I called my college coach. It was just like, Coach, what am I going to do? Like, I have a passion for the game. I'm not sure I have a passion to continue to play and to travel the world, but like, I have a passion for this game. And he's like, Caroline, like, you've got a coach. <laughs> And I think that hearing that from him and hearing that from the SWA at Georgia Tech at the time was Teresa Wenzel and hearing it from her that she just felt like I was, I was really being led to coaching, drawn to coaching. And I think that my experience playing for him at Georgia Tech uh, was so positive. I mean, he's such an unbelievable mentor. He's so good with building you as a person as well as a player. Um, he gives you so much structure, so much discipline. Uh, he taught me so much about the game, and he got me excited about the game. I loved going to practice every single day because he was so focused on the details. And I think when you're surrounded by someone or you have someone who firmly believes in you as a person and firmly believes in you as a player, you're going to develop at a rate that, that you probably hadn't seen before. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was I played a ton of tennis growing up. I wasn't even close to my 10,000 hours, you know. I, I played two junior nationals my whole life, and I get to Georgia Tech, and, like, I just exponentially rose because he was so invested and so positive and just and showed me basically what it meant to coach. And to me, what coaching means is seeing what someone can be before they believe they can be that. Yeah, that's so true, and I agree 100% um, with all that you kind of said. And, and to me, obviously – huge, huge part of coaching is the relationships that you develop. And I don't know where you can um, get that with somewhere else outside of coaching. So what, what, what stops were you at before you at KU? So I spent one year at Purdue. Uh, I went and volunteered at Purdue for a year. My biggest thing was I didn't want to commit somewhere before I knew it was what I wanted to do. Right. You know, I wanted to jump into college coaching, but I also didn't want to jump in and then realize one year later that I really wanted to do something else and then just leave a head coach hanging. So I went to Purdue for a year. I really enjoyed my experience there. I uh, went to Gonzaga. Spent two years at Gonzaga. I was actually the first assistant coach ever in the history of that program. Uh, so that was exciting. I kind of had a new job, a new role, a role that nobody was really accustomed to in that life tournament. So I got to take a lot of ownership and grew a lot there. And then Todd brought me here to Kansas. So this is my third stop on my coaching journey. Right, and you just finished your, you were hired in the spring of 2015, so you just finished your third year, correct? Yeah, my third year. So let's let's talk about KU a little bit, because um, yeah, I'm always curious. Obviously, I know how great the place is. Um, but I want to ask someone who didn't really grow up in the around the area, what drew you to the KU job? Was it was it the university? Was it Coach Chapman? Was it um, was it all of the above? Just kind of walk us through what really made you even want to interview for the job, let alone... Yeah, absolutely. So Todd actually called me the spring of my second year at Gonzaga. During the, in the middle of the season, he called me and said, hey, we don't know each other that well. I think people who know each of us well, but we didn't really know each other, and he just said, hey, I'm looking to hire an assistant, and your name's come up. And I said, all right, let's talk about it. Like, of course, I'm interested, but at that time, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm not coming to Kansas. <laughs> like, I mean, the things I've heard about Kansas, I was like, no way. But he kept calling. I mean, every single week or every other week, he'd make a call. And, I mean, he was recruiting me to come here. And he was so interested, and he was allowing almost me to be a part of the program before I 
came to campus and interviewed, and he was so engaged and so diligent about just always staying in touch with me. And so May rolls around, and both of our seasons are over, and he's like, I want to bring you to campus. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I have nothing to lose. Right. I'm to campus, and I'm like, okay, this is not what I expected at <laughs> all. I mean, it's beautiful. There's, there's rolling hills. It's green. I mean, it is not. I, mean, I was just picturing, like, a prairie with wheat fields, and like, I see this, and I'm like, wait, what? Uh, when I got here as a people, you know, Kansas is an incredibly special place. The resources are unbelievable. I mean, there's no question about that. We have an athletics department that gives us the resources to be successful on every single level in every single sport that they sponsor. But to me, the, the biggest difference was the people. The people are invested. They care. The Lawrence community is invested. Former Jayhawks, alumni, you walk through an airport, you can't walk. I mean, I was in Spain walking through an airport telling me I'm rock chalk. I'm like, I'm in Spain. You're like, you feel like rock chalk right now. <laughs> uh, but just the support that you feel, and it, it's a coach-led athletic department. I mean, these people will get bent over backward to help you do your job better. Uh, and there's just so many sports and coaches on campus who are unbelievably accomplished. And I was like, I can learn here. I can learn here. And Todd's someone who has made an effort to recruit me, like of all people, me. And I just, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to work for someone like Todd who has a, a mission and a vision for a program and a clear trajectory for the program. And, and I just knew, I mean, he's a hard worker and he has such strong values and morals as a leader. And I was like, this is a no-brainer. I'm like, I'm going to be honest, I went back to a camp, people were like, you're moving to Kansas? And I'm like, you have no idea how cool it is. <laughs> I'm going to love it. And it's just the moment I got here, I mean, it's been home. Absolutely home, and people have been welcoming, and, and it's I've literally surpassed every expectation I've ever had. You, while I agree with everything that you said, I have the widest smile on my face because I'm all fired up right now just hearing about how, how the way you feel about um, it is a special university. And, you know, when we've been texting – um, over the past year, whatever you've said, you know, several times, it's it's such a special place, and uh, yeah, it, we we are obviously so so glad to have both um, Coach Chapman and yourself leading this program and just continuing to build and build and build, and and honestly, um, you know what you say it a lot. The best is is yet to come. So, Absolutely. one thing that I'm kind of curious about is obviously when you were a junior and you were being recruited to play. Um, you got to see various coaches use different tactics in trying to recruit you. And then you just talked about Todd actually recruiting you as a coach. <laughs> what do you, do you draw on any of, of those experiences when you go out and recruit student athletes to play at the University of Kansas? Oh, absolutely. Because to me, it's like you said earlier, it's all about the relationship. You know, it, it's not just when you recruit a kid or a kid decides to come to play for you, it's not them just being a tennis player. You know, you're inviting them into your life and they're inviting you into their life. And, I'm the first to say that your college coach as a college athlete has more impact and influence on your life than potentially anyone at that time of your life. For those four years, you have such a great impact. And at that time, 18 to 22-year-olds are impressionable. They're moldable. They're trying to figure out who they are and what they want to be and who they can be and, and what they want to do with their sport and all of those things. And so in the recruiting process, I mean, it's family. You know, it's, when you invite someone to come and play for you and, and they decide to come and play for you, the relationship piece is what's going to get you through the difficult times. It's going to be the part that you enjoy the most, and it's going to be the part that you look back on with your fondest memories. So in the recruiting process, that's the piece that matters to me the most. I want to know the parents. I want to know the siblings. I want to know them on a personal level more than just a tennis level. You know, I can sit and watch a kid for 15, 20 minutes and be like, all right, they have a level that can help us. Right? 
going to fit our culture. It's going to fit what we're doing. And that's probably even more important than the level of tennis. And how hard are you willing to work and how great do you want to be as a person, in the community, as a player, as a student, and, and really encompasses everything. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely agree. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so let's kind of talk through the last few years because we have been, the program's been to the NCAA tournament um, three years in a row. The first two years of getting there, you guys had match points. Now, I mean, you guys never ever use it. When I say you guys, I say you and Coach Yatman. You guys will not use it as an excuse, but because I'm not a coach, I'll say you guys were not uh, exactly, um, you guys were a little shorthanded, I'll say that, as far as injuries and some adversity and, and and that's part of sports right I get it but you guys were a little shorthanded so much that I think both years in a row you had to default one of your doubles matches along with the six we single did. spot we did. and you're competing against top teams in the NCAA tournament so you need you need all your you need to be fully loaded right and clearly you guys weren't yet you guys fought like hell had match points both years in the first round and just fell a little bit short. Um, you know, I, I asked Coach Chapman when I had him on in September, I said, is it something like, okay, we're on the right path, we just got to keep doing the right things and we're going to get over the hump, or is there something that, you know what, maybe we're lacking in a little area and we just got to really hone in on that and we'll get over, um, we'll get over the hump that next year. And he, he basically said, no, we're doing the right things and it's just step by step and I mean, tennis is a brutal sport. I mean, you just saw in French Open, Kevin Anderson served for the match twice against Diego Schwartzman in the third set and fourth set. He was a game away from winning in straight sets. Couldn't close it out, loses the match. Tennis is brutal. There's no clock. You have to close. Um, talk a little bit about, I mean, the disappointment that, that the players must have had and then you building them up and saying, hey, the future is so, so bright and we got to keep doing what we're doing and... Um, Eventually, it'll turn our way. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, uh, well, the first year, Cote faced, like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 match points before she earned her first match point. So that was a roller coaster. Because, I mean, she was down a set, I think, at 5-1. And we're like, oh, man, we're about to lose. But we had a great year, blah, blah, blah. And she comes roaring back and gets herself in a position to win the match. And then she's facing match points. And then she gets herself in a position to win the match. And, and we end up falling short. And I remember standing in the huddle after and just being like, girls, like, if we fight like that, like, contagious spot every single match, like, imagine where we'll be standing here next year. Imagine where we'll be. And the next year rolls around and we put ourselves in the <laughs> position. Um, again, playing with five people. Again, being down one zero before the match starts. And, and we put ourselves in that position again. And fell a little bit short. And we're having the same conversation, like, girls, we're fighting. We're putting ourselves in a position when we're not even playing full strength. Like, we don't even have enough bodies. And, and that's what Todd and I said, too, is this is on us. You know, like, we, we didn't do a good, good enough job of finding enough bodies that could help us and contribute. And it's not on you guys. I mean, you guys fought your tail off. And we just kept telling him, like, girls, like, there's going to be something special in the future if we continue to work the way that we're working. And in both matches, we felt like we were the aggressive player, and we went for it. And there's no shame in losing a match that way. There's no shame in losing aggressively. When it's on your terms, when you trust in the way that you prepare, 
and we, we prepare in an aggressive manner, both Todd and I preach aggressive tennis, there's going to be matches you lose. Right. It's not that you're satisfied after that loss, but, but you 100% are going to grow more because you played the right way. And you're going to be okay with losing the right way. It's going to light that fire to continue to improve, but you're not going to be okay if you fall short and you play the aggressive style that you wanted to. Right. And, and in both those losses... You didn't feel that way, so that's why it was. No, you know, not at all, yeah. It's not easy to. It's not easy to take, obviously, but you knew you guys were on the right path. <laughs> so, so let's kind of walk into this year now. This another great year we see it building step by step, step every every year. You're experiencing some new feat that you hadn't accomplished in the past. We had again, like I said earlier, we had the number one player in the country at one point. Several good wins. Injuries happen again. You guys are so snake bitten. Okay, <laughs> um, so but again, third year in a row, make the NCAA tournament. This time, I'm thinking to myself, okay, third time's got to be a charm, right? And I'm following along. First round against Denver, match tied three three, and I'm like, oh my god, if they have match points again and they can't close, I, I mean, I just feel so bad for all of you. So Maria. Clinching match. Was it number four at the number four spot? Yeah. Maria's up 5-3, 40 love or 40-15 on her serve. I couldn't remember correctly, but she's got, remember, there's no ad in college tennis, right? So she's got four match points or three match points, depending if it was 40 love or 40-15 on her serve. And she loses that game. So me as a coach, I always talk to other coaches and just selfishly I want to learn from what other coaches think or what they say. Um, If you can kind of share with me, and share with the listeners, you know, she was up 5-3, had match points. She's known the history of the past two years. You're now the changeover. What was that 90 seconds like? <laughs> <laughs> so I walked over there. I, was, I mean, my stomach was just turning a little bit, I'm not going to lie. But I walked over and I was like, Maria, look at me. And she's obviously upset because she's like, man, what if I just blew my opportunity? I said, go for it. Go for it. Right? Whether you win or lose, you do you. And she got his chuckles, and I'm like, no, really, you do you. Like, we prepare every single day. It's our job every single day to prepare you for this moment. In practice, to prepare you for this moment. And I was like, now go and take it. And whatever happens, happens. But you're not going to sit back there and just roll balls and wait for this girl to miss. You're going to take it. Right. And you're going to be aggressive, and you're going to get your heels inside the baseline, and you're going to rip because that's how you play. And I am 100% behind you playing your aggressive tennis right now. And she smiled and walked out there and <laughs> put herself in a great position again. All right, don't, yeah, let's not spoil this yet. So she was up 5-3, either 40-love or 40-15 on her serve. She gets broken. It's now 5-4. The other girl's serving. They're back on serve. Maria wins the first three points in a row. It's now love 40. Four match points in a row. It gets to deuce. So she's had about seven match points, right? What it... I mean, I can't even imagine what's going on in your mind because you don't have any control over this as all at all as a coach. Um, it's it's love forty. You're like breathe. We're gonna do this. It's fifteen forty, thirty forty, deuce. Do you remember what you were thinking at thirty forty and deuce? Yeah, well, I remember thinking at forty. She missed her return at forty love. Okay, so then I'm like, oh, it's good. We're forty fifteen, and then she plays a tentative point, and I'm like, you're not good. <laughs> Maria, like, rip, get inside the baseline, you got to go for it, you got to take it. 
whether she believes me or not. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely nervous. <laughs> uh, but I just remember continuing to try to support her to play aggressively because I knew that if she played aggressively, she put herself in a good position. Yeah, and you, for the viewers, there's good um, video, I believe it's on YouTube, of that clinching point. You see that she was aggressive on that point, and it was pretty cool oh, yeah, to see the. It. Yeah, it was pretty cool <laughs> to see the girls uh, run up and celebrate. It was obviously well deserved. They were so so close the past two years, and to see that joy um, in the girls finally getting over the hump was pretty cool video. So go check it out if you can. Um, the next round, obviously, spirited battle against Pepperdine. You won the doubles point. Again, just came up a little short, but again, it's step by step by step, and. You guys are doing such a great job. So as far as next year, and I know we just finished this year, but we're always looking ahead. On paper, and I know every year is different, but on paper you got your core junior class coming back. They're going to be seniors. You just got your top 20 recruiting class coming in along with help in between. On paper, from pure talent alone, you got to be grinning with a wide smile and thinking some pretty cool things are going to happen next year. Yeah, I can tell you this, all fans of the Kansas tennis program are so fired up because they see what you and what you and Coach Chapman have built. And, and again, I mean, I asked you about it, but on paper, um, matches aren't won on paper, but looking at who you got coming back, it's going to be it's going to be a really, really good year coming up. So um, this was great, and I, I want to thank you for sharing um, your perspective on the program and how you got to KU and what you're looking at doing. Um, at KU. The listener, just because we're associated with the University of Kansas, you know, we have a pretty, um, I guess we have a pretty good basketball program, huh? I think (laughs) I would be, uh, I think I'd get yelled at if I didn't ask you if you have any cool uh, or funny Bill Self stories that you can possibly share with us. Basketball team for sure, but what was it? This this spring, maybe it was February. 
That's awesome. One of those moments where you're just like, man, like, he knows about tennis? Like, I just want to... Oh, yeah, no, so... Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's a great, great story. I'll share with you what Coach Chapman shared. I mean, I asked Coach Chapman the same thing, and this was, I think, before you were even hired. When Coach Chapman just got hired, Bill Self had a family friend um, from Oklahoma, and I guess their daughter was a really, really good tennis player. He was helping Todd try to recruit her. <laughs> that's just the type of guy. I mean, that's just the type of guy Coach Self no, is. Yeah. He's gonna help. He's gonna try to help him. He's been able to do what he's done. I, mean, I think everyone says, "Oh, it's Kansas basketball." I'm like, no, that is a special man, a special leader, a special coach. I mean, he makes this place great, and he sets such a high bar and such a high standard. Um, and and they deserve all the credit. He deserves all the credit that he gets. One hundred percent. Total stud. Thank you, thank you. That's gonna. That, that's great. Um, I really appreciate you taking time. I know you're busy, and I know you're actually leaving to go out of town tomorrow. I just wanted to, on behalf of you know fans of, of the Kansas Tennis Program and KU alumni um, who follow the program, you and Coach Chapman have done a tremendous job in letting us feel like like we're part of it. And we just want to wish you guys the best of luck, you and the team, and the best is yet to come. And we are so so excited for. For what you guys have been doing with the program and thank you so much for spending time tonight thank you david um and we've had this conversation before but for us it's just so amazing to have support support from you support from other alums support from people who just love kansas athletics and love kansas tennis i mean it's an incredibly special place to be thanks caroline i appreciate it and you have a good night and have a good trip coming up you too thank you so much bye So that was KU assistant coach Caroline Lilly. Such a treat to have her on this podcast. She's great, and Kansas Tennis is continuing to do great, great things. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. And, again, every Thursday night I do my Facebook Live courtside with Beelance and Tennis. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube page as well, and we'll try to continue to provide uh, valuable tennis information to everyone. Thanks, everybody.